the San Jose Sharks fall three to two in a shootout. But I think that there might be some silver linings to this game. We'll talk about all that and more after this. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and join the Chompversation chat with us or and all the fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app, follow us on the social media, that being the YouTube chat, X, Instagram, Facebook, threads, Discord, Reddit, and all the shenanigans going down at TikTok. Check out all of that and more at TealTownUSA.com. And of course, if you like to support the internet that flows on this show at TealTownUSA over on the Venmo machine would be very helpful for that. (laughs) If not, well, we hope that Puck Guy's internet stays stable. (laughs) Guys whose internet is pretty much stable most of the time (laughs) at Felix Talks Puck. Felix, how are you doing this evening? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Actually, you know what? Tonight's game was not a chore to watch. It was fun to watch. Thought that the guys played a pretty good show. Uh, you know, put on a pretty good show. And you know, again, I'm you know pretty happy with the with the effort. And I don't think that there was really much you could ask for. You know, as far as the team showing effort and as far as them showing some good uh, habits, I think for the most part pretty much a win on in my book um one guy though who i think really stepped up his game tonight was magnus krona i mean a guy who we had all wondered where exactly he's going to fit in the goalie pipeline i think we had we had hoped that he was going to be a good goaltender with a solid set of fundamentals but you know that first game out was a little touch and go (laughs) now mind you it was just the type of game that he was in but we really didn't get to see a good expose of his abilities and I think tonight we definitely saw a more foundationally sound goaltender a goaltender who you know really kind of felt the flow of the game and, and was really aware and just getting into the butterfly super super quickly i mean what'd you see from magnus felix that i think was working for him yeah no i think you uh touched on essentially the uh, the fundamentals like essentially him being square to the shot like him like being positioning positionally sound and like you know like you said getting into that butterfly real quick i think he was able to like you know stop what he needed to stop you know and you know and of course we'll get to it um uh pretty soon but like the team also um, provided some pretty good support for him this time around and um you know obviously there were some dicey moments but i thought frona held his own yeah i i agree i thought krona krona really did hold his own and and i felt like again the team was defensively better in front of him and i felt that the team also fronted shots a little bit better and I think also picked their spots where they needed to come and and throw some block shots in front of him so I think overall I really did like both the defensive effort and I liked the goaltending effort and I felt 
tonight was one of the one of the better games in which the Sharks played. And in that first period, I know we'll talk a little bit about um, about the shots on goal. But again, I I kind of felt like the team had more of a territorial advantage. I felt that the team was able to weather and, and kind of keep the Dallas Stars to the perimeter. So again, it was really fun to watch in that first period. We we got to see, you know, some really high impact and high danger type chances. Um, William Eklund would cash in on a, a follow up chance, kind of four minutes and thirty nine seconds into the game. He'd get his tenth of the season, which is nice to see for Eki getting his tenth on the season with uh, Conan and Ruda getting the assists. And again, kind of just a second effort type goal. Uh, you know, the broadcast said it kind of reminded them of a Pavelskian type goal of the follow-up. But something that we have not really seen a lot from Eklund's game are those dirty type goals. You know, we do see him try to use his skill more often than not. And we try to see him use his skating ability to get himself into a spot in which he can make a good shot. But really a lot of hard work tonight and a lot of, of, of second chances. Felix, what you see from... Eki's game that was just kind of working and you know making him go in and be more puck hungry yeah no for sure I think you uh, touched on it like essentially we we've seen a lot of his skill we we know what he's capable of but again I think to me it's it's a learning process right like when you're when you're in sort of um you know in your first full year in the in the NHL you're kind of like you, you, you're kind of familiar of uh, like with what you need to work on, what you need to like, what makes you what you, what you need to do to uh, sort of uh, shine better in the in, in this league. But I think he's also learning like the the steps that he needs to take to take that, you know, extra step forward to make him to make him truly become that, you know, that valuable player that he can be for the Sharks. And obviously, um, you know, again, we've seen his skill, we've seen his skating ability, and he, this kid can skate, right? And so, and of course, he's got hands. But I think tonight we saw that, you know, that extra effort, that extra, like sort of that, that tenacity towards uh, to drive to to the net, you know, more. And like we we saw those things that, you know, make him a very useful, uh, you know, a, a very useful forward for for this team. And, uh, you know, he cashed in uh, on his own rebound. And I, those are the types of things that you're going to need to do to succeed in this league. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not going to be all flash. And, and when you get, you know, the T, you know, the team, um, get him into the team concept. And again, not all of the goals are going to be flashy. He's going to have to really show that he's got the extra motor to get into the gritty areas and get, you know, be able to prop himself up on the boards and be able to not, you know, get the puck stripped from him from larger and more physically imposing players. Again, he's going to grow into his body. But right now, he doesn't have the physical tools to really protect the puck against the most monstrous of players in the, you know, in the league. And again, he's seen as a core player. He's highly valuable. I think he's a guy in which you you can build around and, you know, hopefully he would project out into a, 
into a Patrick Marlowe. You know, I, I would hope that that would be the type of mold that he would kind of go into. But again, it's a lot to expect from a player. He's his only really his first full year up with the team. He's still finding his way on the ice as far as his game type goes and, and how he wants to play and how he wants to facilitate play. So I'm just happy that he's you know got the double digits in the, the goal scoring, and I think that will help with the confidence and help continuing to go you know, continuing to go forward. Uh, <laughs> Dave saying the Sharks were crap. Krona was not. And that's the story of this game. You know, I, again, I think we we started off on the, the praising of Krona. And, and for him, again, another good showing as, as far as getting that confidence up from his original start, his first start, which was a I believe it was a five to three loss where he, you know, they got five pucks on him and not necessarily all of his fault, mind you, but we've seen this team not be able to score a lot and for them to score, you know, enough to get them into the overtime was a pleasant surprise. And again, nice to see some good goaltending. I think the the team has been, really trying to figure out who's going to continue forward with this group that they've got right now. You know, of course, Blackwood and, and uh, Capo have faced some injury issues and hence that's why Corona's up right now. But again, Itu Makaniemi is also kind of in the stables as well. So in the pipe, I think we're starting to see a little bit more kind of come up. We'll talk a little bit about the athletic and where the Sharks kind of came and ranked in their prospect pool. I think, again, all good things and things that are pointing towards the Sharks executing on a rebuild. I think now is when we need to start talking about the developmental staff and placing the right coaches in the system and amongst the NHL team in order to cultivate these these players because you don't want to have these nice um these nice tomatoes that are looking, they're starting to look ripe, but they're, they're still a little underripe and you don't want them to, to wither away on the vine. Right. And, and yeah. so again, it's going to take a lot of pruning, a lot of tending to a lot of coaching, you know, and that's what I'm getting back to is sure, let's yeah. make sure that the good, let's make sure that the good coaching staff is, is put in there. Um, quickly, we'll go into the second period, Felix, and I'll, and I'll have you talk a little bit on that. Um, Roddick Foxo would end up scoring three minutes and eight seconds into the second period, a period in which, you know, the Sharks didn't really have a great footing. It was a little bit more back and forth. I think the first period to me was a little bit more stronger as far as the defensive play in the second. It looked like the, the team was kind of playing a little bit more of a running gun type style. What did you see on the Faxa goal, Felix, that kind of gave them some momentum throughout that second? Um, first of all, like the 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 Fox goal, like the that was um, a little bit from what I saw, from what I could see, it was a bit of a leaker. Um, Fox would, uh, you know, capitalize on that. But I thought, like for for that whole sequence, that and of course the sequence afterwards, I felt like, like when you're when you're chasing the game, that never ends well. And so like the the Sharks, as you mentioned, they didn't really start that um, second period off. Uh, very well and um it showed and i think um yeah it, it's it that's not ideal and uh 
Um, but fortunately, they would um, redeem themselves later on, of course. Yeah, and we have we have someone manning the the after quote. So thank you very much. I think it's either AJ or, or Puck Guy, but um, very skilled players can play with a lot. Uh, you know, can play with a puck a lot, and that's kind of on playing with Eklund and Zadina. And again, he's kind of just coming up with you know came up just a little short tonight. Got to take a lot of good things tonight. Right back at it tomorrow. Again, I think there's some really good points in which the team had, but again, we look at the shots on goal and the shots on goal was even worse in that second period five to 17 yeah and (laughs) that's that's just not a good recipe for the team and and again we talked a little bit about that second goal that that the first goal that fox has scored kind of giving dallas a little bit of momentum i think not until the very last half of the second period is when the sharks would really kind of start to push back and when they did philip Zanino would get his ninth on the year with cunning you know getting an assist there and that would come in at 1708 you know giving the sharks the lead again and at that point i think we start started to see the sharks still have some really dicey moments at the end of the of the second period so still wasn't like completely feeling like okay this is a good two to one type win or uh, you know a good position um what do you see after the goal was scored because it kind of like seemed like they sagged after they scored the so the thing that i've always um raised issue and you and i have both raised an issue with for this team is consistency right like you want to obviously play like the cliche is you want to play a full 60 minutes and, and like play put in a full 60 minute effort obviously that's let's be honest that's not really all that realistic but i think a good enough like sort of a mostly 60 minute effort is reasonable but for this team i think it's it's the whole idea of like you want to you you don't want to like sack you don't want to like let the other team have the momentum and the moment you start off on the wrong foot the moment you sort of let off the gas pedal um even just for a second they're going to be all over you and obviously you know with this Dallas Stars team is capable of um um they have stars that we don't really need to repeat because we we don't really know who they are but like you know the Pavelskis and Robertsons and whatnot but like yeah like you you do you think it's a you don't want to do you think it's like a a one a confidence thing but two a a maturity thing like because this team is very young and you see all the veterans and all the leadership over there on Dallas do you think sure. it has I anything think, to do with anything? Yeah, I, I definitely, I think maturity definitely plays a part in it. Like you said, this team is and has been transitioning into a younger team, and that definitely does play a part in it. You're seeing guys that are learning how to like um, put in a consistent effort. They're learning how to like what it and this 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 is also going to sound cliche, but how what it, what it takes to be a pro in this league, uh, really, and like what it takes to win, um, right? Because that's another right, part of the exactly. cliche, right? Yeah, and so um, yeah, no, I think that's that might actually be the key. Like you you want to you know you all, these young players are obviously going to grow and mature as they as they go, you know, and their other careers, but 
um, I, I definitely think that's that's a uh, that's a factor. Yeah, yeah. Well, going into that third period, again, the Sharks would play decent, but not enough for them to win, right? And we just take a look quickly at the shots on goal, nine to seven in favor of the Sharks. So it says that it was a little bit better, but again, for a team that had the that had the lead, it still seemed like the there was a lot of neutral zone flubbing where they would give the puck back up in the neutral zone and it would kind of feed the Dallas rush and I think eventually a, a Dallas would take advantage on the power play mind you because they would they would go in and they would <clears throat> do some hard work and really press on the Sharks and the Sharks would end up taking a, a really kind of crappy penalty but Robertson would end up scoring 20 his 21st goal at four minutes and eight seconds into the third period and really kind of give the Stars after after that goal, it felt as if the Stars kind of had like a collective sigh of relief that they were tied up with the Sharks because I think at that point, the Sharks had kind of shown that they were kind of hanging around and the goaltender was being good. And so, again, it was going to be one of those nights where you know, you had one of those le- lesser teams really give you a scare because of the goaltending. But after Robertson scored, I felt like Dallas kind of was like, okay, we've been here before. You know, we're going to you know, we're going to end up winning this goal. You know, we're going to end up winning this game and have that, that confidence. And, you know, again, the team would play a mixed type of game. And then finally they would get it into overtime and, and overtime to me felt pretty evenly matched for the most part. I think the glare the most glaring thing though, in that overtime period, um, Felix was the four-on-three power play. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and just kind of the ineptitude that the power play has kind of had and why that's kind of held this team back from being anything other than a bottom feeder? Um, real quick, um, I do want to, before we get into that, I do want to um, bring up a comment by uh, Pretty Good 49. There, there is no reason why your defense should allow that many shots on goal. I wholeheartedly agree. Like I feel like where this blue line is right now, um, let's face it. This is not a very good blue line. <laughs> like this yeah. is like the, the, the sharks are have shown that they are incapable of really having a right now a, a stellar blue line that can really hold up. Like you know, we've seen and of course a lot of that is also you know the the communication issues, the uh, you know the the mental mishaps, whatever. But like. This blue line right now is just not cutting it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's um, but uh, getting to your point on the power play, I feel like to me, like they to me, like it's, it's hard, right? Like because like you want you obviously want them to get um, quality shots, but I think they're also. I don't know if they're being too fancy or too cute or like if they're like overthinking their shots or being too de- like and Amanda always uses the word deliberate, you know, on the on the power play. But I, I feel like I don't know, it's like there needs to be a shot mentality, but I feel like there also needs to be a shot selection mentality as well. Um, so, um, yeah, for me, it's it, it's it's hard because it's like here you feel like you're doing the right thing, but at the same time, you're, there's a bit of hesitation or overthinking it. If, 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 you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
No, I think I think it does. I think it does. And you know, we're getting some more we're getting some more quotes out of the locker room. So thank you again, um, Puckeye and AJ for always man. And um, it means a lot. We've shown progress uh, that the team can build off of Corona on the te- on his teammates stepping up. And then Corona saying wanted to get the first shot of the uh, of the game out of the way and then enjoy the game a bit more. Corona wanting to get the nerves out tonight. Yeah, exactly. You know, he didn't he kind of had a very shaky game that first time out. And again, wasn't completely his fault because his defense was just kind of caved in on himself. But uh, again, good to see him put in a great effort. Um, good to see him really bounce back. And I think it kind of just goes to add to his confidence and we'll see where the team will, will end up with, with him. And when, you know, um, Makaniemi comes up again and and kind of shows off where he's at. You know, maybe we'll get the two young goaltender tandem that we had really been you know craving for because you know we haven't really had a two headed good goaltending monster since you know since Nabby and Toscala and and again that was a long time ago. Um, and then you know this, the the team ended up going with you know an one A one B type. Um, uh, fixture and, and and again i think there's no one way to do goaltending in this league i think it's been shown that you can win either way with having a stud or with having a 1a 1b type mix and rotation but again it's just good to see that the team starts focusing on an area that they wanted to focus on in the off season really bulk up you know the prospect pool and and bulk up like what's going to be coming in the pipeline in that position because it was an area of weakness for sure right and the other thing um, that i would also bring uh mention is that in a season where you know it's been a very very trying season obviously um you know you you'll take in these obviously tonight was a uh, shootout loss but you'll take these types of quote-unquote wins whenever you can you know like you'll you know, even though it was a uh, losing effort, um, although depending on uh, which side of the uh, the tank train you're on, um, you know, you're right. You're either uh, um, celebrating this uh, that they didn't get the extra point, or you're uh, lamenting that they didn't win, like actually win. But um, like they, sh- like despite the fact that they continually had like uh, you know sags uh, here and there, I think you'll take the wins and. That Krona, you know, essentially uh, did everything he, you know, that's been asked of him, and the Sharks at least looked better, you know, tonight than in most nights that you know we've watched this team this season. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly, and 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 we had talked about just having good fundamentals, right? That's, that's really where I wanted to come from on the team to have good fundamentals, to be able to build upon, you know, for seasons for the next season, you know, building those, those good habits that are going to continue on and that they're going to learn and they're going to learn how to win. And they're going to learn that they're not going to like losing time after time after time. And so they're just, there's just this critical mass period where, the team kind of all of a sudden starts to figure it out and starts to win. Now the Sharks are not near that, right? There's still a lot of work that needs to be done. But 
I'd just like to see them get closer to that goal than kind of getting, you know, getting it, it pulled out from under him. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody in the in the chat, but I look, I thought that uh, Corona had the second best save percentage in the uh, AHL to this point. So, I mean, I've seen a couple of comments that Corona and Maki, you know, are not going to be the goaltenders of the future. But I mean, if he continues to have that kind of impact in the a i mean that's that's not anything to sneeze at and and again goaltenders are black magic you you just don't know when they're going to be ready you don't know if it's going to take a change of scenery or if it's going to take more time incubating down in the minors but goaltenders i you know we we say defensemen take a long time to to percolate Goaltenders, I think, are the hardest to really figure out if they're going to. Goaltenders, sorry to cut you off, but goaltenders to me are a different breed. Like <laughs> it's it, it like the 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 fundamentals, their fundamentals, their foundational, you know, abilities, their skills. It's and just like how much goes into it, and you know, the fact that they're obviously they're literally the last line of defense. It's. It, it's crazy to me that like just how much uh, is involved. So no, they're definitely somebody um, once somebody once made the comparison that goaltenders are like quarterbacks, you know, in in the NFL, where you know quarterbacks, you could take them first overall, you could take them in the case of of the 49ers quarterback last pick overall, you could take them you know eleventh overall in a Patrick Mahomes. And and get you know a a, a quarterback or you know a, a difference maker or a generational type player and you just really don't know where they end up you know when they where they end up coming from so again I feel that goaltenders really do have that similar thing where they can be drafted anywhere they can come out of anywhere I mean shoot Tim Thomas I mean he was undrafted right and he ends up winning a cup and so you just really don't know where they come from and and you really just cannot tell until you get them on the ice and until you see the level of consistency you just 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 really really difficult so right and then the thing about the last thing about uh, goaltending that i'll mention is from my point of view and i'm sure you share the same or similar views, but like we've seen in this league with you know with the parody and everything, like even the best goaltenders goal that can play out of their minds, like you know in like a seventy-two blowout win or seventy-two shutout, whatever. The very next game, you you see the score and they play the exact same team and it's a five-nothing shutout loss, and you're just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know, and it's it, it it's crazy. It is. It is. Well, let's. Let's quickly end the game then. Uh, you know, we started talking about goaltending and we, we talked about how good the goaltender was. And again, Corona would show some really good moves in the shootout. Unfortunately, Jamie Benn would get the shootout winner with just <laughs> a, a sick deke. And he he was on his on his uh, on his butt, you know, you know, coming down and, and he's got his his stick out and able to make a play and just get it in at the last second redirect and a great individual effort. You can't fault the goaltender on on that one. But Magnus Krona doing an awesome job tonight would end up with a nine 
47 save percentage, uh, saving 36 out of 38. And, and again, just giving the Sharks some good goaltending and letting the team make some mistakes out in front of him and feeling like you know they, they've got something good that's, uh, that's kind of protecting them, the, the security blanket protecting them out in the back. Yep. And real quick, um, Justiel pointing out in the chat that Krona has a uh, 8.92 save percentage, 3.51 goals against in the uh, AHL. He is not lining it up at all. Oh, well, I think I, I could have sworn I saw some graphic about him being second in yeah, something in no. the AHL, but I'll maybe it's over a 10 game span or something. Uh, but right. anyhow, um I mean, I think, again, what can we say? The, the team played a, a good effort. Uh, I felt that the goaltending was, was stellar. And, and you know, the Sharks will get another crack at it tomorrow, um, back-to-backs. Yeah. And we'll see what they're, you know, how they'll do. I mean, quickly, right. Felix, I mean, before we move off of this, because I know there was a couple other topics that you wanted to get to. But quickly, what do you see in store for tomorrow? And and do you think the team will come out flat-footed because it was a, you know, a, a game in which they they probably should have had a little bit better fate? Or do you think that they'll kind of come out motivated tomorrow? Um, I mean, I hope they come out motivated tomorrow. Um, like, I mean, that's what you want, right? Like, for me, the rest of the season, um, I just and I'm sure you can attest to this too. Everyone can attest to this in this fan base. I just want to see good competitive hockey. Like, I just want to see this team continue to build on its foundations. I want to see this team continue to, you know, string together at least, uh, you know, longer efforts of, like, you know, defense and, like, helping each other out and communicating with each other uh, well and, you know, providing the support for their goaltenders, you know, like they like they did tonight. And, um it's all about that consistency, and you know you want to build on that if you're if you're going to have a bright future, um, you know. And so that's really all I want to see. Like, and uh, you know, again, hopefully, hopefully they come out um, uh, with their foot on the gas pedal. If not, then uh, it could be a long night. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. It could be definitely could be a long night if they don't bring a good effort. Um, so anyway, we'll see how they do on the back to backs. I think Felix, uh, we'll we'll transition off of that, and I think we'll talk a little bit about uh, women's hockey and uh, you know celebration of Women's Month this month. Yeah. What what do yeah, what do you got for us? Um. So they. Uh, briefly mentioned this on on the broadcast, uh, or it, it, there was a graphic there that was uh, that um, was noting Women's um, History Month. This this month of March is Women's History uh, uh, Month, and um, you know I just think to I just think uh, about you know all those um, women's hockey players in the PWHL and other women in this sport. Um, just contributing, doing everything like what they can to help, you know, promote that, make strides, you know, for a better, a more inclusive community. And I think, you know, obviously, as we've talked about, it's the look, the way this game is going, you need things like this. And this, you know, you're, you're starting to see more and more of a contemporary audience. And I think, you know, 
the sooner we get with the times, you know, as a league and of course as a sport, the better off we'll be. And I think highlighting these contributions is super, super important if you want to have a better future as a league and of course as a sport and really as a community, you know. And I think this is a really good, um, you know, chance for, you know, for us to showcase the wonderful and talented women who, uh, you know, who contribute to uh, this lovely sport. Yeah, I think it's really well said. And, and again, I think initiatives like having the WNBA, having women's soccer, having, you know, uh, the Women's Hockey League. I, I think, again, it just kind of broadens sports horizons for, for women and it gives them the same kind of outlet and same kind of connection that we're lucky enough as men to have. Um, again, I've always felt that that sports brings communities together. I feel that sports also exercises a lot of the same demons that um, you know humans <laughs> need to to have as far as physicality and and being able to outlet anger in a, in a good expressive type way and just kind of leaving it on the field of play. And so I I I, I think that that sports is very therapeutic and and again it helps us as as humans be able to outlet ourselves so having the ability to have some some ways in which women can can express and women can connect to the to the games that we've always enjoyed it really does mean that we're pushing you know sports further we're really starting to understand that you know, women comprise more than half the population on the world. So again, they should have the same types of options in their right. entertainment as, as men do. So great, right. great yeah. job. Great and, job, Felix. And I think like, um, like I've seen obviously over, over the past, um, you know, month or, uh, you know, couple, the past couple of weeks I've seen on my Twitter feed, you know, PWHL breaks, you know, women's uh, hockey attendance record like I've seen that over and over again and I'm just and to me I'm just like thinking to everyone who says women's hockey will not succeed this is kind of a uh, what were you what were you saying kind of moment you know it's 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 yeah. one of those like you yeah, know it's proving the it's proving that the league can work you know it's proving right. that that there's there's a market for this right and it's proving not just that like women have a place in sports and i know obviously you know there are certain types of people out there that we you know try to avoid mentioning um but i think it's also important to shine a light on this because it you know we're not we don't want to do this like for just to see like oh you know you were you know y'all were wrong to say that you know women don't belong in sports but this is also to my opinion to me this is a learning experience for everyone you know this is a learning experience that you know to be more accepting to be more um uh welcoming to just everyone like i mean yeah that's the basics i I want to live in a meritocracy right where where your your output your ability at the end of the day is only the only thing that matters. And, you know, it, it, it really shouldn't matter. The ancillary things, you know, it's like, can you, can you kick a ball? Can you shoot a puck? 
can you save a puck? Can you pitch a ball? Can you hit a ball? Like, these are just things that, you know, humans do. Now, uh, yeah. uh, now agree that, that look, between, between biological, um, you know, between biological sexes, that there are going to be differences in muscle mass and differences in the way in which technique is applied, you know, that, totally agree with that and i'm just saying from the biological sense please if 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 you're of um of, of a different uh binary status you know we we accept all but i mean just from the biological perspective you know we we also have to understand that there are differences too and that there should be an even playing field for for those differences and and so again i think it's nothing but a good thing it's more inclusive it's bringing more people together and I think, uh, like Mikey says, it simply comes down to ticket sales. So if there's a great product and there's a really yeah. fun and interesting product, mm-hmm. then you know what? The ticket sales are going to tell us whether or not, you know, we're, we're going to, it's going to be successful. So there's a good, yeah. there's a good uh, barometer for, for the success. But I don't think in this particular case, because of how, how, little has been paid attention to these leagues and to this issue in general i think we should give it some time to incubate before we do make the final call on whether it has worked or has not because again how i mean just look at the nfl for how long it's been around look at the nhl for how long it's been around look at mlb you know these leagues are old i mean in the in the case of the and in the case of the nhl it's about 100 years old you know, in the case of uh, baseball, it's over 130 years old. You know, in the case of, of football, it's 70 years old. I mean, a little bit more than 70 years old. So, again, I mean, how many how many years have women's leagues really been around? And, you know, we can we can count them in in decades, you know, like tens of decades. Like That's it. You know, maybe 10, 20, 30 years and that that's it. So. Again, there hasn't been the marketing push. There hasn't been the energy that has been spent on men's sports um, that there has, you know, that there could be for women's sports as well. And I think there's also a social stigma too, because I think that there are a lot of women who are afraid to like sports because they feel that it's not feminine. Um, right. Which, again, that should, you know, we shouldn't think about those kinds of things as a society. Right. It should be if it's fun, if it makes you happy, then. It should be, you know, it should be something that should be celebrated. Exactly, so. and and I think that's the whole thing behind the, you know, the PWHL is they're breaking down these barriers. I think it, and that's why it's such a wonderful thing. Like, you know, you're, um, you're encouraging more women, more girls, even to like participate in this sport, whether it's to be a fan or, you know, to uh, actually partake in a hockey game or learn hockey at a young age. You know, and I think. I, you know, I think we're starting as a society, and this sounds unfortunate, but we're learning um, as a society. We're starting to take women more seriously in areas where previously they would have been frowned upon, you know, essentially from partake for partaking uh, in such activities. So I think, um, you know. Bottom line for me is times are changing, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah, agreed, agreed. 
So quickly, I think we'll talk a little bit about um, about the prospects and just kind of where the sharks are at right now. Um, we've got you know some new rankings from the athletic. You know, the athletic last year had us pegged at around thirteen. I think this year we've shot up all the way to number four. Is that correct, uh, Felix? That's what I heard. Yeah, that is that is what I've heard as well. So number four overall in the in the prospect rankings. Again, I think we all talked a little bit about wondering how Greer was going to do with accumulating picks, and so far so good. I I think we're really we are really seeing the cupboard finally restocked. There's there's a lot of prospects in which you know we're really excited for, and again this year there's going to be some good prospects as well to to mine. So I, I like where the team is going. I think I finally see what kind of drafting strategy the the team is employing and what they're looking for now. I think the biggest concern that I have on the drafting floor is is more on the defensive side than it is on the forward side. Right. And I think overall the team is just in in better streets than it was a year ago. So. I like where the team is going. I think now we're going to talk about trying to recoup some assets during the during the yeah. uh, the trading deadline. Absolutely, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting some more ammunition to get some more cracks um, for the, the the draft. Right. And try to start to restructure some contracts. Get yeah. maybe start yeah. looking at tra- contracts. Trying to get rid of and be creative with contracts. Mm-hmm. We got and, some more money freeing up. Right, and also like I think. Um, I think there are a lot of people who, of course, they're they're like uh, Jesse. I was saying fourth is suspect. I I I know there's obviously going to be still some skepticism about where the sharks are really at, you know, in their prospects pool, where they, where they're really ranked, where they should where they should be ranked, I should say. Um, and that's understandable, you know. Obviously, from over the years, and you would know drafting way better than I would, but. Um, you know they've not really been that they've not really shined really that well in drafting and that unfortunately has shown um and that you know really has shown uh, over the recent years but um yeah no i think this is starting this year i feel like this team has sort of this is the this is the year where we really find out like just how, like how uh I guess, how far do the Sharks still need to go to really become uh, a, com- a competitive team and to have a brighter future, you know, in their in their prospect pool? And I think that's super important. Obviously, you look at uh, some of the the, mo- the, the most successful teams uh, in this league. They, you know, for the most part, have not just the successful, you know, uh, NHL. Uh, club but they you know have drafted well they have developed well um so i think that's super important and so um yeah no i i think we'll, we'll see where this uh where this team and where this organization goes from here and uh it'll i'm i'm honestly super even though like i'm still learning about prospects admittedly but um we'll see how things uh, go from here yeah all right. Well, I think this is as good a place as any to try to uh, to to end up this this podcast. And you know, we're hitting forty five minutes, so that's awesome. 
So uh, thank you all for joining us. But in, in case you missed it and you want to catch us again, check us out on the YouTube Rewind. Like it, subscribe, and hit the bell notification. You'll get uh, notified whenever we go live. Of course, if you're a long timer, you know that we go live after every single Sharks game. I don't know why we do it to ourselves either. <laughs> but in case that's not enough, you can check us out wherever you find your podcasts of choice. That being the uh, Apple Podcast Store, the Google Play Store, of course, the aforementioned uh, YouTube Rewind, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart and the Odyssey app. And then you can always check out the replays over at tealtownusa.com. We add a little write-up and a little bow on it so that you guys can have you guys and gals can have your information on the website in case you like to digest it that way too. But uh, Felix, let's get your final thoughts on where the people can find you this evening. Yeah, um, my final thoughts are um, just to answer your like, I you know I don't know why we uh, do this every <laughs> every uh, every time. My answer to that would be because we love this team too damn much, um, and also because um, the local, as Puck I would say, the local media refuses to cover this team on a nightly basis. So this is why we're here, folks. This is this is why y'all have us. Um, but uh, also. Um. Yeah. No. My final thoughts for the for the sharks. I think. Look. Just again. We want. Oh shit. Um. Sorry. One sec. Um. So for our local viewers, tornado warning issued for uh, Santa Cruz and San ben, uh, Benito counties. So uh, if you're in those areas, please stay safe. Um, please stay safe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My thoughts go out to you guys. Of course, I'm a Bay Area native. You know, I'm I'm from Mountain View, so I am also got family over there too. So I'm thinking about right. everybody. Um, sorry, but just to really quickly finish my thoughts. Um, oh yeah. All I it's fine. Um, all I want to see at this point is consistency. Some good again continued um, building of those foundational blocks and further emphasis of those. And um, look like. When we get those wins, we'll take those wins. And even if those aren't the two points wins that that we uh, that would be nice every now and then, um, we will take even just the pro the the, the progress wins. And, um, and that was a progress run for sure. For sure, absolutely. And you know, it's gonna unfortunately um, it might get even worse before it gets better. So um, just the strap in and. Uh, Enjoy the show while you can. <laughs> Great job, Felix. Thank you. All right. Well, as far as my final thoughts go, again, I think I'm just kind of there with Felix. It's make the good, uh, make the good habits stick. You know, continue to build for the future. There's going to be some dark times, but it's going to get better eventually. Um, and continue on the path that we're on because we've already kind of made our minds up on what we're doing, and we got to stick to it. And as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric, E-R-I-K, last name Landy, L-A-N-D-I, across all the social media garbage. And, of course, we always like to end it with a cool little catchphrase that we all like to say. We all like to say, keep it real, keep it teal, and keep it real teal. Thank you, everyone, for checking us out. And, again, check us out tomorrow after the game. And uh, we've got uh, the... Pucknologist, so I think it's going to be a Pucknologist takeover, and I believe it's either going to go, no, I believe it's a seven, because 
after the game. It's is the start time tomorrow at seven again, or uh, what are we doing for start time? Let me let me just double check that real quick for a minute. Um, the start time tomorrow is at uh, four p.m. Pacific. Okay, so they're gonna go live right after the game ends. Good thing I did check in because <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, how H E goes if I don't get on the schedule. <laughs> All right, thank you everybody and have a great night. Have a great night, y'all. <laughs>